Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Policy Shop. Many government workers, including teachers, are members of a union. Their union dues often end up paying for politics, though, according to new research. Here to explain is Miley Smith, staff attorney and director of labor policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. Miley, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Well, it's always very interesting to see these deep dives you do in terms of where the money's going. You're the follow the money gal when it comes to government unions. And I think just to tee us up and get started, you and I were just talking about how people view their union, because as we know, the majority of government workers here in our state do belong to a public sector union. And the the attitude towards those unions varies, but a lot of people think that their union dues are actually going to things that protect them and promote their interests. So what has your recent research found to that effect? Yeah, we talk to hundreds of teachers every year. And an overwhelming question that we get is, um, can I leave my my the the other unions, the state and the national union, but stay with my local because I like my local? And I get that. But the problem is they're all tied together. And the state affiliate and the national affiliate have worked it out so that they really are the ones that get all the money. Um, so when a teacher pays dues, which can be upwards of a of a thousand dollars a year or more only a small percentage of that actually stays with his or her local bargaining unit, that unit that is supposed to be representing them with the contract negotiations with the school district. Um, And through some of our like Freedom of Information Act requests and doing some digging online, we've found that, you know, it's not uncommon for five, maybe 7% of a teacher's dues to stay local and the rest of it all gets funneled up to these state and national affiliates that don't necessarily have the state, the the teacher's best interests in mind. And and that's what our research shows. The research shows that once that money leaves the teacher's hands, it is not, not being spent on the teachers. It's being spent on really those union boss priorities that may not reflect what the teachers want them to do. And that's particularly glaring for teachers downstate. You had one really, really interesting finding about the percentage of union dues that are leaving downstate teachers unions and going elsewhere. What was that information? So there's two state affiliates in Illinois. So the teachers unions in Illinois belong to one or the other of these. It's either Illinois Education Association or Illinois Federation of Teachers. And both have affiliates all over the state. Illinois Federation of Teachers, however, spends the majority of its money on affiliates in the Chicago area. So let me rephrase that a little. So the majority of money that it spends on affiliates goes to Chicago and the suburbs. And it's actually 190 times more on those affiliates than it is on those teachers that are south of Interstate 80, um, which is an alarming number. Those teachers that are along and south of Interstate 80, they're paying dues just as much as those teachers in the Chicago area, Um, but they're not seeing a return on that in support from the state and the national affiliates. Um, and, And that just means more of their money is leaving their pocket to be spent on things that they don't necessarily approve approve of. 
And the Illinois Federation of Teachers, of course, is the umbrella for the Chicago Teachers Union. So that's not necessarily surprising that so much money is going right. to Chicago, right? It's not. And it, it and it's not surprising. I know, I know that National Education Association, Illinois Education Association, they also spend a lot in the Chicago area as well. It's just not that stark of a difference as Illinois Federation of Teachers. Both spend more money in Chicago, um, but Illinois Federation of Teachers with that 190 times more is shocking. And in fact, only, only one affiliate, period, south of Interstate 80 got any money from the Illinois Federation of Teachers. And it was the um, affiliate in Quincy, Illinois. So if you were the affiliate in Peoria, it got nothing from the Illinois Federation of Teachers last year. So if we're saying that the majority of teachers union dues don't go to representation, where's the money going? Can you walk us through, for example, what that looks like for folks who are rolled into the Illinois Education Association? So every year the unions publish, they have to file federal documents with the Department of Labor. And so that's what we look at. And so first of all, I want to emphasize, this is the union's own reporting. This isn't something that we've come up with. This is what they admit in their own filings. And they have to say how much they spent on representation. They have to say how much they spent on politics. Uh, They have to say how much they spent on their union leadership. And when you look at that and you pull out that representation amount from the total, it is revealing. So for example, National Education Association and Illinois Education Association combined, only 6% of what they spent was on actually representing teachers, which is supposed to be the core of what the union does. That's what teachers think they're paying for, for representation. The rest is going toward politics, administration, other union leadership priorities. And, And with NEA and IEA, they spend more on politics, and on their own leadership salaries than they do on representing teachers. So for those of us who are involved in this conversation but aren't teachers, when we talk about where dues money goes, why does this matter to everybody else? And teachers too, perhaps. Well, it matters because our our taxpayers are paying teachers. And our taxpayers think that their money is going to support teachers. And the teachers think that their dues money is going to support teachers. And that's just not the case. Um, We have a lot of of interest, obviously, in making sure that public schools are successful, that kids get what they need. But what we see is National Education Association and Illinois Education Association and all of these affiliates don't really have the teacher's best interests in mind. So they're not there for the teachers and that should concern all of us. Yeah, it seems like when you look at the the breakdown of the numbers that what what we're really observing is that these teachers unions end up becoming sort of like this political advocacy group with a small teachers union attached. That's exactly right. So when they're not spending money on teachers, They're spending it on politics, and that affects all of us. Um, For example, we know that the unions in Illinois, not just teachers unions, but unions in general, have spent $4 million 
on supporting Amendment 1, which is going to be on the ballots in November in Illinois. What Amendment 1 is, is almost like a slush fund for the unions. It is going to drive up taxes. It is framed as a workers' rights amendment, but it is something that is going to drive up taxes and that is going to further fund the unions in Illinois. Yeah. And all of this is just so upsetting because of the dynamic that you just laid out. So we think that we're paying for teachers in public education. Teachers think that they're paying for support of themselves and their profession. And so what's actually going on in creating a slush fund is us taxpayers and teachers alike propping up a political actor. So what what's the answer here? What I mean, we're presenting a problem. What actions have you experienced teachers and other people taking to rectify this? So teachers are leaving the union. And uh, so in Illinois, since 2017, almost 10% of teachers have left their union. With Illinois Federation of Teachers, that's actually nearly 18% of their membership has left. And I think it should be signaling the unions that their teachers are unhappy with the way that the unions are not representing them. So the action that teachers can take is to send that message. They can leave the union. They can keep more of their hard-earned money in their own pockets, not funneling it to other entities and organizations that they may not support, other causes. They can keep that money and send a message to their union that they don't appreciate the way the union is not representing them. All right. Well, so that's another interesting statistic. What is the implication if members are leaving, but the unions aren't adjusting their platform? Do you view Amendment 1 as sort of that last-ditch power grab then to keep the status quo in place? It, it is a power grab. They know that they are losing members. Uh, and, and what Amendment 1 will do is allow them to bargain over anything and everything. It expands the subjects of bargaining. So they're not just going to be bargaining over wages and hours and terms and conditions of employment, those typical things that unions negotiate over. It's opened up to economic welfare, safety at work, all sorts of things that might be political, really unwork related. They can now negotiate over. That is going to drive up their demands. It's going to drive up the cost of their demands. It's going to be an infinite tax hike on the people of Illinois. And maybe more importantly, the amendment prohibits lawmakers from acting. It actually puts union, government union bosses ahead of lawmakers, ahead of the voters. It gives them more power to be able to change the way the laws work in Illinois. Their collective bargaining agreements through Amendment 1 will actually be able to trump state law. So this is a power grab. It is something that government union bosses want to preserve their power in Illinois. They're seeing their members leave. They're seeing disgruntled teachers expressing their concern over the way Chicago Teachers Union or other unions are acting and they need to preserve their power. And this is what Amendment 1 is about. All right. Well, Miley, as you continue to follow the money, keep us posted and we'll talk more about this subject soon. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit IllinoisPolicy.org. 
If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.